You are listening to Bold Dreams Held Loosely, Visions Embodied. What does it mean to hold a bold dream loosely? It means imagining the wildest, most daring possible future for yourself and having the courage to set out toward it. It means faith in the process and in the destination that the journey makes possible that only takes shape as you journey toward it. It's being completely open to what life unfolds before you, trusting your internal compass will guide you to a place beyond your most wild imaginings. Visions Embodied is a collection of stories from way stations on the journey to self-actualization and becoming. We are all on different journeys, but we never walk alone. My name is Taryn Watts, and I am the founder of the Mind Rebel Academy. Inside this series, I hold space for the stories of Emory alumni who are courageously walking their path towards their dreams. Inside these conversations, they share the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of the road less traveled. Let these stories open your mind to what is possible. I am here with my guest, Akshaya Chanapa, life and wellness coach and MRA alumna. Akshaya helps women prioritize physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness so that they can live their lives with less overwhelm and anxiety and focus on the things that truly matter. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm so happy to see you again. It is so good to see you and so much has changed since we've last since we've last been in each other's presence. I think back to practitioner training in the MRA many years ago and um, thinking about the vision that you launched out into the universe and that you had crafted for yourself and then the journey that you've been on since then. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that journey and, and where you've been since then. Yeah. So first, Akshay, I thought we could start. I know that in your own life, you have experienced the like the 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 debilitating effects of overwhelm and overthinking and anxiety. And 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 this kind of fuels your passion to really serve women in this space. Maybe we could start there. Maybe, maybe we could start at that point in your journey and, and you can take us on a little journey of where you've been since yeah. then. Yeah, I mean, um, so I think my awareness around what was holding me back in terms of, you know, anxiety and overwhelm and stress, I wasn't aware of it until maybe a few years into being able to work on it. Um, when I look back now, I realize that how much becoming a mother and caring for new babies and young children, I realize how much my own overwhelm and worry and stress held me back from really doing things that I always imagined myself doing. Like I used to feel anxious about taking, you know, my little baby to like mom groups uh, or mom and baby yoga, because I was, I thought I was the only mom with the baby who would nap during class or cry or be hungry. Like it was just really interesting to see how my mind was thinking and putting the brakes on what I wanted to do. Um, and then what I realized later on was the amount of time I spent worrying about um, everything that 
made me feel overwhelmed. All of that worry put so much stress um, on my system and also, um, what was the other word, drained my energy. So I was finding myself like excessively fatigued, excessively tired and prone to like terrible debilitating migraines. Um, and it wasn't until I started realizing one through, you know, doing the MRA program, being able to name what I was feeling because I did not have language to uh, attach to what I was feeling. I, I was not developed in that way. Um, once I was able to start naming it, then it's like the power of even expressing how you're feeling and getting it out there just relieves so much of that overwhelm and stress. And, you know, I started healing my migraines that way. Like, wow, just my migraines are nowhere close to what they used to be just from releasing overwhelm and stress just from, and by releasing, I mean, by expressing, even if I tell my husband, okay, I'm feeling really anxious today. Sometimes that's enough to just not keep all of that trapped inside of you, or I'm worried about my business because in the past, everything would just stay inside of me and would just percolate and percolate and percolate until it like created some kind of negative effect in my whole system that was manifesting as migraines. And then that would keep me in bed for like three days. So, you know, that level of stress and overwhelm um, does not control me anymore, which, you know, is, is really powerful. The power of naming my emotions and sharing how I was feeling, I, I realized that this is something that is so valuable for all women who are maybe in the same shoes as I am, who are moms, who are working, who are just trying to deal with everyday life as it comes at you. Um, but without all that mental chatter that keeps you, you know, in, in like a cycle of pain, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual pain, it just kind of keeps you stuck in that cycle. Um, so that was where my real passion for helping others like me came from when I saw what was possible for me. It is amazing that when we are stuck in those cycles, like it's something you said earlier about you didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. When we're stuck in those cycles, oftentimes we actually don't, we just think this is, this is who we are. This is the way life is. This is just what I feel. Yeah. There's no other way, you know, it's, it's, um, it actually feels quite hopeless. Yes. Hopeless is the word. I remember bef my, before I had my first child, um, before I was even pregnant with him, I used to ask myself and I would ask my husband, I'm like, how will I ever have a child if my migraines are so debilitating, if I'm in bed all the time? And even once I had 
my kids. And when I did have a migraine, like, how can I, how will I do this for the rest of my life? I don't know how I can go on. Um, so I think that even just for me, having like this cur curious mind from a very young age, it allowed me just to keep those doors open for solutions, right? Not for quick fixes, because I tried like, you know, the medication route and that didn't work for me. Not that I'm anti-medication or anything, but it just didn't work for me. And I'm like, there's something more going on here than just, mm. you know, food or uh, because usually when it comes to migraines, the first thing they'll <clears throat> talk about is your diet or your lifestyle. I'm like, I'm healthy. I eat well. I do yoga. I take care of myself. Then why am I still in so much pain? Right. Um, and what I realized was um, there was a good amount of emotional pain that I was unaware of and that needed to come out. And I, I was in a good amount of stress and worry about my own ability to function as a mother. Um, so those things together just created like this perfect storm, but then having that open door allowed messages of healing to come through. So I was able to try different things until I found what worked for me. Mm. So the process of being able to actually name your emotions, being able to express, you know, get to the beyond overwhelm, beyond worry. It's like, get, name it, <laughs> express it. <laughs> this is how I feel, feel it. That that process was your was your doorway to healing exactly and you wouldn't think that you know if if someone were to have told me that try this i would have been like what a right. load of crap right <laughs> be like yeah whatever <clears throat> i'm i'm like I was always skeptical. I think I was just raised with a very skeptical mind and qu I questioned a lot of things, but also I liked to try different things. And I think at that point in my life, I was just really, really ready to find some real answers and to go deeper into my own healing. Because um, as a long time, you know, yoga practitioner, um, meditator, like it had allowed me to come so far and at least generate the awareness that I needed to then take that next step and go, okay, there is something stuck in here that needs to come out. But I, but so then my question was, how does it come out? And then that's when I met you, Adi. That's <laughs> the universe, the universe has its own magic, right? Divine intervention. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I truly believe that the students who come to this, it's just like in the in the most perfect timing. It's when they're meant to. It's when they're yeah. ready for it. Um. So, in this journey of healing, when you when you were clearing the the blocks and clearing the stuff, 
What then opened up for you? One word, possibility. Mm. Possibility. Before my mind was only able to imagine um, with limitations. You know, I was like, oh, I can do this, but, or I can try this, but. So there were a lot of buts. So there were a lot of limitations around um, what I thought was possible for my life. And just the process of healing, going through the practitioner training and the coaching training, but really that those first three months, being able to remove those obstacles from my thinking, it, it was like a freeing moment, right? I'm like, possibility. Like, you don't realize how powerful the feeling of possibility is. Like, this is possible for me. Mm. And it just shifts your whole energy. It's like, wait a minute, this is possible, right? Um, and then life started shifting. Like I even say, you know, sometimes I sit and I ask myself, I'm like, would I even be here right now, you know, living in Hawaii, if I hadn't done the MRA training? Would I have allowed myself to believe it was possible? Because my husband and I have actually been talking about this move since 2017 was the first time we visited. And it's so funny because in hindsight, I, I thought he brought it up. He's like, oh, wouldn't it be great to move here? But he's like, no, you brought it up. I was like, oh, I planted the seed? Oh, cool. It's, it's really interesting because he reminded me in 2017, I said, wouldn't it be interesting? Wouldn't it be so interesting to live here. That was the seed that was planted. I have shivers. <laughs> and at that time, I remember coming back from that trip and just going on, you know, uh, real estate websites and trying to see what, uh, what, you know, where people live, what the different neighborhoods were, trying to look at job postings for my husband. And, you know, there were some limitations then like from a factual perspective uh in terms of yeah he could have gotten any job and moved over but i don't think that was our time like you know he wasn't as sold on the idea of just moving then um so then we let it go for a little while um, and then somewhere in my mind, it was, you know, I told myself that, oh, he's not going to go for it. Right. Or there's too many obstacles in the way, or, you know, I was just thinking about all the things that were making the move not possible. Right. Um, and then it's almost like a before MRA and after MRA. You know, I kind of look at my life a little bit like that. <clears throat> After, um, I think we had taken a trip 
in 2021. And we said, okay, let's go with the intention of what if we could move here? Like there were no job opportunities then. There were there was nothing in place. It was like a what if at that point. And something had shifted in him as well. And he was willing to um what's the word? Entertain the question. And so even that, even entertaining the what if is so empowering. It really is. What if we tried, right? I mean, that energy of possibility is so different from it's not possible. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the what if then we ended up planning like a, uh, a two week. Yeah, we ended up spending. No, actually, that was just 10 days. And at that point, we thought to ourselves in 2021, we thought to, before we went on the trip, we said, okay, this might be a good retirement plan. Because at that point, I still imagine that we would come back to Canada. Um, me come back to Canada. That was kind of pulling me um, a little bit. But then when we went on that trip, it was almost like I received a message from the earth saying, you need to come here and you need to raise your children here. That was the message. It was very clear in 2021. I was like, okay, I need to raise my children here. So that means this is no longer a retirement plan. <laughs> Wow. This 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 timeline has to move up. So I just shared that with my husband. And you know, the good thing about about all of the spaces I've been in in yoga therapy and in coaching, I was always able to plant seeds in my husband. So he was also working with a coach at that time. So he had learned how to entertain possibilities as well. So, um, so we both just sat with that, like, okay, what if we just a Hawaii calendar and put it in his office? And I'm like, just to look at, like, you know, imagine, okay, just, just to keep that door open and to remind us what if we could live there and keeping that door open, it's, it's almost like the universe started to do its magic, like over... So between 2021 and 2022, so many shifts took place. We built a dream home. We moved into our dream home in Texas. While before we even moved in, after we had locked in the contract for that house, it was supposed to be a five-year home. We lived there one year because the opportunity to move came up and I think if I didn't already have all of the belief and that training from the MRA in me, and then my husband also having worked with the coach, just trusting that, okay, we can make a plan saying, okay, we just bought this house. We just invested in this house. We have to recoup our investment and stay for five years. 
right? Like we can make a logical plan like that. But then when the universe then goes, here's a job offer. And it's everything you've been waiting for. Wow. It's the absolute perfect next step for you. That was literally what was presented to my husband. And it was like, oh, oh, this is happening even faster now, right? Um, But what about this home? And what about this new community that we're in? The kids just changed school. Like we could have used all of those things as excuses to, you know, just say, oh, not now, but the, the, the beauty in it was, this was the most ideal opportunity at the most ideal time. And things could have, could not have happened more, um, beautifully than that. So, you know, from the time of um applying for the job getting an interview and then getting the final contract it took about close to 6 months so that was the hardest 6 months of our life because we we were just in limbo we didn't know whether we should put our roots down or pull them all up because we were going to move again so that that was definitely the hardest 6 months but you know it all worked out the timing had to be right. Um, and then up until our move, it was almost a full year from the time that opportunity presented itself to the time that we moved. So just holding and trusting what came up for us was the hardest part of it all. But we just kept reminding ourselves how lucky are we that this opportunity even came at the right time because you know just after um just after my husband you know accepted the offer he was a little bit on the fence a little bit but then his old company started shutting down and he got Mm. laid off oh no and I was like I was like your decision has been made (laughs) if that isn't enough of a push (laughs) It's like go through the door, goddammit. Wow. Yeah, so there were, you know, the I've just highlighted everything, but it's like looking back, it's like weaving a very intricate rug. You know, it's like every fiber has to be in the right place to create the bigger pattern, right? The bigger picture. And um for some reason, we were called here. Maybe it's just to get, you know, to raise our children here. Maybe there's a reason there. Like, I don't know yet what the reason was, except that sometimes you don't need to. Right. Except that there was a pull. It's like, come here. Um, <clears throat> and it hasn't been an easy move. You know, yes, Hawaii is beautiful, but this is like a, big overseas move and we've had to adjust yes the culture is very different it does not feel like north america at all here which is what we both wanted we just wanted a shift in energy and culture and um lifestyle things are slower here but not too slow because honolulu is still a pretty big city um 
but now it's like, okay, now it's rediscovering my purpose here. Okay. What, what, why was I called here now? It's like, okay, what am I here to do? It's like, what is the work that I'm called for? Um, so these are the questions that are hanging in my mind right now. What is becoming a little bit clearer to you in, in regards to those questions? I think the one big thing is um, creating a sense of safety. I, there, okay, I'm not going to say I don't know because I do know. When I moved from Canada to the US, um, something shifted. Like I kind of lost that sense of safety for myself. Just one, because I was moving to the South. Mm -hmm. And of course, the South has its, you know, politics. Although I never personally experienced, you know, anything really negative, it was there was always like this fear hanging over my shoulder a little bit. And for 10 years, more than 10 years, actually, probably 12 years, because we lived in Georgia for a couple of years and then 10 years in uh, Texas, I, I just always had that discomfort. And I tried to work through it because I'm like, okay, I'm here now. I, I can create that sense of safety. And for the most part, yes, I felt safe, but there was always a little bit of, if if I honk my horn at a traffic light, or is someone going to get out of their truck and be extra angry at me, or is it just going to be like a let's move along? <clears throat> so there was always that little bit of fear, and what I find myself now, that fear comes up, and then I tell myself <clears throat> I don't have to feel afraid anymore. Mm. So on a mm. deep level, I'm allowing myself to come down from that. A little bit of that, that survival mode was on for much longer than it needed to be. So now I'm like learning to slowly switch, turn it off a little bit and just get the sense of, okay, what does it mean to just truly feel safe where you are? for who you are and so that's that's part of the work here now it's like just remind okay i am safe okay Let and that's go. not just a switch right no that's, it's, a, it's again i have to retrain my brain yeah and then the the going back to the word possibilities and then the possibilities that open up from a place of deep-seated safety yeah Whew. it's a it's, it's not, oh, how are they going to react to me? There was always a little bit of that. Um, I don't know who my neighbor is, what, you know, I don't know what my neighbor is thinking or something like that. And here it's okay. Uh, people, it, I don't know enough of the community yet to say this, but people seem to be more open and uh, relaxed here, not as much reactive. Or maybe that's my perception for now that's mm -hmm. allowing me to feel safe, um, which is fine. 
because it has to start somewhere, right? I have to have that perception of safety in order to then start developing, uh, actually feeling safe where I am. And I think I've just craved that for so long. I really missed it because even, even when I lived in downtown Toronto, lived on my own, you know, took the subway everywhere, I just always felt safe. I always felt safe to be who I was and not having that for, you know, over 10 years, it kind of, I guess it had an impact on my system. So now it's like, okay, allowing myself to feel safe for who I am again. You know, so I remind myself, oh, everyone here dresses just like me. Everyone has the same standard uniform, you know, shorts and a tank or mm-hmm. a floral dress. I'm like, I fit right in. I don't have to change anything, you know? So it's these little things that, um, <clears throat> or certain behaviors, you know, that are more common in um, South Asian cultures I see here. And I'm like, oh, this kind of feels very familiar to me, you know? Um so yeah, so there is a sense of familiarity here that is that that's probably helping with that feeling of safety. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Something that you said that really struck me in this con- conversation is around um it's around allowing I can't remember exactly how you said it, and I want to remember this, but uh, allowing yourself to even contemplate a possibility. Yeah. Entertaining the possibility. Thank you. Entertaining the possibility. Mm -hmm. Because if we look at, you know, that, that just entertaining the possibility is not as big of a jump as you know, it's like all the limiting beliefs we have telling us that it's not possible to claiming, yes, this is possible. And I can have this for my life. It's like this energy of entertaining the possibility has the same energy as bold dreams held loosely. Yeah. You know, I think there's something really important in that. Yeah. There's something open to it. There's something curious about it. There's something magical about it um there's no force or all strategy like it would have been different if this was your vision and you're going for it no matter what and like that that introduces all sorts of constriction into our visions doesn't it constriction and then it also maybe closes the door on the possibility of it turning out better than it than you imagined it to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's always, you know, it's, it's like you could say, okay, I'm going to get from step A to step B in this one way, or I can take like this curvy road. Yes. It's going to take me a little bit longer, but then when I end up at B, it's almost like B with a cherry on top. You know, it's like a little more alignment. Um, I, I almost feel like that's been a little bit of my journey in, in 
business in uh, in so many endeavors, right? It's like you can imagine a path to get from where you are to where you want to be. And you can say, okay, I'm only going to do these steps. It's like when you go to college or something, right? They tell you, you have to take all these classes in order to graduate with the degree, you know, say, I don't know. Okay. I went to film school. So if you want like a BA in film, these are the steps that you need to take. And at the end of the day, you'll be a filmmaker, but really those steps don't make you a filmmaker, right? They're just steps that you take. Um, <clears throat> and then when you graduate, you're like, I thought I was supposed to be here by now. Yeah. But I don't recognize this now. Okay. So, but if you allow yourself to imagine other possibilities, like, okay, I'm going to take these courses, but then maybe I'll study abroad for six months and then I'll come back and take these courses. And then I'll do, you know, a course in, I don't know. I did a French minor when I was in school just for fun. And then I'm come, then I'll come back and, you know, it's like you, you follow like almost like your intuition and not just the straight and mm -hmm. narrow path. And then now suddenly maybe you find yourself working in the film industry in France. Right. Do you know what I mean? I it's do. like, yeah. So it's like when you keep that door open, you can either get there through grit or you can get there with compassion and you know, without feeling burnt out by the time you get. Yeah. So from where you are today in your journey, I mean, this move, massive transition in your life. Yeah. Just still settling your roots, still <laughs> finding your, your deep sense of safety where you are after, after quite a prolonged period of, of not feeling safe. And I'm, I'm really curious are there any new seeds of possibility starting to percolate for you that you're starting to yeah, sense into for the future? So yes and no. It's funny because once I got here, the first thing I was like, okay, now what do I focus on? Because <laughs> we'd spend so much of our energy nurturing this dream. And I was like, is this it? Now what? And, um, so the couple of seeds that I am now sowing one is, you know, I had to take a big pause in my business for this move. This move is really could not put too much energy into everything. Right. Um, so one of the seeds has been recommitting to my coaching business because there was a time where I was like, should I still be doing this? Like, is, does this, you know, those doubts kind of creep in and it was clear to me and how I answered that question for myself was five years from now, when I look back, I'm going to say, I regret stopping because I am very passionate about this work. I'm very passionate about coaching. I'm very passionate about helping women. And I'm like, if I look at myself five years from now and I look back, I'll wish I hadn't stopped. 
So no matter how hard it is to start again, because this feels like a fresh start again, it's putting that time and energy now that's going to take me to where I want to go in my business. Whereas if I said, okay, this is hard again, now starting again, I won't be happy with the decision of, okay, let's just stop because it's hard. Right. Mm. So that's how I answered that question for myself is, okay, how will I feel about this five years from now? Um, and, but I'm approaching it from a more gentle and compassionate space. I know I want a certain amount of flexibility in my business. I know I want a certain about a certain amount of um, freedom and um, room for creative energy and space to nurture my own interests. Right, like I love working out. I love learning about health and wellness. So those are things that I still pursue and even for my own personal journey, um, I'm able to share this then with my clients. Um, I love spending time with my creative energy, even just doing pottery. I learned that allowing your mind to just be in a creative space, you then can nurture your business creativity Mm, just by nurturing your artistic creativity, right? So even in business, it's not just one way to run a business, right? And so keeping that those creative juices going allows you to really be more creative in your decisions and in the things that you will or will not do, or even in the strategies that you implement. Um, so I'm at the space where I'm like, okay, now let's reset and refocus on how I want to nurture my business and grow it with, you know, with the giving it the time that it deserves along with the time that I love, you know, that we moved to Hawaii for, honestly, um, was to slow down, to spend more time in nature and um, to really just almost listen to the earth as well. Um, and every time I find myself not doing that enough, I remind myself, okay, or every time I find myself doing, oh, I I need to do this, or I need to try this strategy for my business, or I need to work more hours or whatever it is. When I find myself like shooting myself and pushing hard, I think it's, it's like your version of loosening the grip. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I need to maybe go for a nice walk outside and get a little space and get a little breath and just allow my own intuition to kick in. Or I need to be okay with the two hours that I did put into my business. And now I can refocus my energy into pottery. These kind of decisions, it's like, okay, for me, what I'm realizing is nine to five is not a strategy that will ever work for me. But it's like, if I truly want a flexible and nurturing and um, holistic business, how can I live my life with those um, values? Mm. Mm. 
That's a beautiful vision. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of slowing down, it's mm. a lot of um, listening to what my intuition is telling me, even if the experts are saying otherwise. Story of my life. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I thank you so much for sharing this this incredible journey that you've been on and sharing the like the magical unfoldment of this um if someone listening to this wanted to engage with you and learn more about how you work with women where could they find you and how could they do that yeah so i have a few avenues um i love social media i love having fun on social media so instagram is a great place to find me to message me, to ask me questions. I'm very um, responsive. Uh, and my handle there is at akshaya.chinapa. Um, I've also just started a Facebook group for women who are interested in living their lives with less overwhelm and learning more about holistic wellness. Um, so I kind of drop in there and do a few lives and talks and things like that. So. What I want to nurture is this sense, deep sense of community where women not just um, come to listen to me, but it's almost like they learn from each other mm. because we are all our own experts. So it's like, how can we share our own knowledge that we have received from just living life? Um, so my Facebook group is called, um, <laughs> my brain, The Inner Portal. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> and um, you can always hop on my website if you want to find out a little more about me. It's just akshayachinapa.com. And I'm going to put all these links in the, in the show notes so that people have a direct access point to you. Awesome. Thank you. Akshaya, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It, it was so good to reconnect with you. Thank you so much, Taryn. At the Mind Rebel Academy, we train and support world-class coaches and leaders. We believe that a person thriving inside of their life's work creates a ripple effect that will be felt for generations to come. If you have a yearning to more deeply impact those you love and serve, coaching can create a powerful outlet to step into your purpose. The MRA is wildly dedicated to our students and their potential. Becoming a coach is not something you do, it's someone you become. This is why we have designed our renowned ICF-accredited Mind Rebel Coach Training Series to be a unique blend of coach skills training and deep reflective self-discovery. The passion, integrity, and devotion that we bring to our programs creates an intimate, high-touch, and deeply transformative experience for our students. And to ensure that we maintain that level of service and support, our flagship coach training only begins once a year in the spring and is limited in size. Visit our website to learn more about our start dates and how you can apply to join at www.themindrebel.com. This is so much more than a training. This is your legacy.